0: Hello and welcome to the episode four of the Cardinal Griffin Radio English Department podcast. This is me, Mr. Webster. Coming up in this installment, we've got for you a revision guide to Simon Armitage's poem, "Kid" from the GCSE English Literature Anthology. And also Simon Rawlings is going to be joining us to read through a poem that he's written and discuss what it all means and how he's put it all together. Um, And that's coming up after this. That was Black Mirror by Arcade Fire, and um, coming up now, Simon Rawlings is going to be joining us to talk about uh, a fantastic poem that he's written. Um, and uh, over to you, Simon, tell us all about the poem. Um,
1: there was a school trip to Poetry Live, and it was where Britain's most famous poets at the current time read out their poems that are on the AQA anthology. And there's a competition there called Poetry Live Competition, obviously where there's a chance if you write a poem that's 25 lines or less you get to go and spend the week in Wales and Denby with Gillian Clarke and It Must Darker and go and um, express your poetry love and, and then just, I just took it from there, I took some inspiration like the main theme, like what I'd write it about and then um, like, yeah, I tried to like, seek something that was appropriate for a poem like something that could be easily understood, nothing too complex so then, like I was going through like around the house, and I saw this invitation from Princess Diana and um, her colleagues, like the secretaries, to invite her to her thirtieth birthday. Right. And um, I saw this like this like crisp paper, the picture of Diana on the front. And I thought, oh, I write it about this and what Mum's life must have been for I was born.
0: So this is a response to one of the poems in the anthology. Almost, it shares similar themes with Before You Before Were You're Mine. mine yeah. Yes.
1: Like casting back the memories of what my mom's life would have been before. Okay, would you like to
0: read the poem out to us then, Simon?
1: Yes. (laughs) You, mother of five, who I call mine, mother or mom you adopted for your name, forgetting the tales of your former identity, no longing held to the past, only the contrast of your former fame. Ticking the absence box, I wonder if you suspected another child, with the mild thunder that is part of nature's deal. Dummies, prams, cots and bibs, a far cry out from the silver service your image once reflected in. I once sat with Diana, you echoed. London, the Savoy, held your presence for one night. As your glass chimed with those you admire, your face glowing, feeling proud in the occasion's attire. Pause. You stopped and cradled me in a blanket of love. A mobile of dreams which once were yours, but you handed them down to me scattering them across the path of my life now those nights are mere muffled memories but as you sit and reminisce telling me the tales and stories the games and challenges of your former glory i ask did you ever expect my footprints in the sand
0: that's excellent it sounds like a a really personal poem and it suggests that you have begun to see your parents in a different light is that true
1: it kind of is like you, you don't just see them as like um, a mother figure anymore. You see them of what, what their life and what, how they affected other people. Like before I was born, they're not just like somebody that, like, you know, takes you to school and makes you dinner. They're somebody that, you know, really was somebody before you were born. And did that come as a surprise to you? It kind of, it was actually a surprise because, like, you know, Princess Dinah, part of the royalty, and like, she used to do politics a lot, I heard. And um, so it's just, it was quite of a surprise, actually, to find out that she did all this stuff and she's not just like, you know, mum
0: has it made you reevaluate the importance of your, your parents in your life?
1: I don't just see them as like, I see, them like, I see my mum as like someone that, you know, maybe is going to influence my like, life in the future, like the things that people are engaged with. It, it, maybe my life will have like maybe a similar path to hers with like the things she's done.
0: And do you think younger people in your own family, whether your own children or nephews or nieces, do you think they will... Have the same kind of realization when they get to your age about yeah my parents, they used to be young ones. they,
1: they had a life of their own it's kind of like you, it comes, comes across to somebody and it like maybe different obviously I found it through a poem yeah. I realised some of this stuff, and it, people find it you know through like stories like tales and stories, or they find it through like when you sit at home at Christmas and the family stories come out and it's all a bit of like, a bit of humor going around but. So I think it's learnt in different ways about your parents' previous okay. life. Can you talk us through some of the ideas that are contained in the poem? So, um, I started off with... Um, I wanted to start off the poem, I wanted to direct it straight to my mum. So, I obviously, it started with you, yes. mother of five. So, I thought that would address my mum. And Which then, uh, makes it a very personal yeah, poem, it doesn't does, it? Yeah, it does, yeah. So, just, she, knows it's, she knows it's for her, not for, like, anybody else. Um, I, I kind of um, thought about... Obviously, she's not her name's not just mum, it's actually Karen. So, like, mother or mum, you adopted for your name, so... You know, it's, like, it's kind of strange to me, the idea of being called, like, um, like, Dad, or like, I wouldn't, like, instantly turn my head just to that name, because my name's Simon. Yeah. So um, I said that she forgot her former identity, no longer in the past. So like, I kind of, like, meant that she didn't so much as forget, like, totally who she was, obviously that's impossible, but she didn't, she didn't yearn to go back and just leave what she had now. And um, I added, um, I kind of added um, only the contrast of the former fame. Like, I thought, you know, it's a big difference having children, you know, living in the Midlands and in the Savoy in London. It's like, it's a big difference. And then um, some people find it hard to understand ticking the absence box. I wonder if you suspect another child. I kind of meant that as when you like a child's ill from school, the teacher puts a little cross in the A box. Like, if you have, obviously you do register, and you, you understand that the child's not there. Obviously, I'm not born. It's a
0: great metaphor to use,
1: yeah you know, with the mild thunder, and they kind of mean like, you know, tantrums, the your son, like, you know, sometimes you don't get what you want in the supermarket, oh I want that, so um, I put the mild thunder, yeah, um, And depart- very appropriate yeah. description, nature's deal, like, you know, that's what you get with having a child, it's obviously the job that you get, indeed, um, dummies, prams and cots, I, I kind of put these, they're like, there's a comma, so dummies, comma, prams, comma, cots and bibs, I meant this like, kind of like child speak, so it's like exciting having all these things when there's a little child, like, I thought it would, you know, emphasise, you know, it's part of a child's small life, these certain things. And um, far from the silver service that your image once reflected in, I quite liked when I found that, that um, part of the sentence. So at the silver service I just got this image in my head of mum sitting down with like, you know, the seven n- knives and the seven forks, yes. and then, um, you know, you get the image reflecting in them because it's yes. all polished. Yes.
0: And, of course, being an image, it's all gone, essentially, yeah. now, and it's just an Fated echo of, of
1: that life. And uh, that's where I put that, um, I once sat with Diana, you echoed. I didn't want to put you said or you told me, because I've heard it before, like, you know, telling my sister or my brother. So I thought, you know, I've heard it before. So it's just it's echoing around all the walls. It's echoing around members of my family. And um, it's not like boasting about it, though. <laughs> um, London, the Savoy, held your presence for one night. This, this kind of um, part of the stanza is just about informing the reader what she actually did, rather than, you know and um, in the inner meaning. Mm. Um, as your glass chimed with those you admire, your face glowing, feeling proud in the occasion's attire. I thought about this sense when I was making like, what was like, kind of like a sound or like a nice clear image of like, you know, a woman holding a champagne glass and it chiming, like she met Phil Collins, for example. Like she's like, admired Phil Collins' music. Like there's a picture, and I took actually that sense from there's a picture of mom smiling to Phil Collins. Yes, the face glowing, yeah. the beaming smile. You can imagine yeah, that, Yeah, in, in you? awe, when yes. you're just like, Star struck and like, you know, kind of chime in the glass with that crystal resounding in your ear. Just yes. Kind of get that. Yeah. And I thought, I, I kind of wanted like a rhyme in this to emphasize on the sentence, so I put the attire at the end. Yes. I said so that fitted like a, quite a formal word for like the formal Indeed. event. Very good. and know, pause. Because like, this is really like when you have a child, your life really does change completely. So I put pause, you stop and crowd me in a blanket of love. And that, that's like, I was going to call the poem blanket of love, but I'm kind of like, I'm um, kind of still deciding, but. I quite like that um, that little sentence Blanket of love because you just you get this motherly image so far now, Then the um, occasions are tie you know it's, it's completely changed from a,
0: a really posh yeah. frock to a blanket yeah. and, and a coat a that's chair. probably covered in baby sick as well <laughs> yeah it's a real difference isn't there
1: yeah and then um, I kind of w- went down to scattering across the path of my life and then um, I thought maybe about this that sh- she's going to guide me in the way that she'd want her child to go and like you know. Attend school, make the best of education. But before I put that, I put you handed them down to me. And I kind of meant this tradition because she's had five children. Yes. She's handed them down to Jennifer, she's handed them down to Elaine, and now me. So I'm going to put this as you know, it's a tr- tradition. It's not just me, I'm not just a, a special And she's child. handing down
0: the skills that mm. she herself acquired yeah. when she was younger and growing up and developing.
1: Mm. Um, I put, now is those nights are mere muffled memories. and I thought about this when I was making it, if I put the alliteration, mere muffled memories, it kind of like rolls off the tongue, it's like kind of a blur with the M sound. So put, um, the memories aren't forgotten, but you know, they're still there. Yeah. That you can't just forget things. Yes, indeed. Um, but as she s- sat and reminisced, I, p- I kind of thought about when she did sit and tell me when I asked about the whole story was about, and I just remember sitting there, reading off this story that she must have like, she's told it so many times, it's kind of like a script and then um, the tales and stories, the games and challenges of your former glory. It's just, I kind of thought about football, I just get this former glory when a footballer retires and how many goals he scored. That's how many good things Mum's done in her life. Indeed.
0: Yeah. And like footballers who retire, they always talk about their glory days and there's a sense with parents as well that you miss a little bit the life that you have mm-hmm. you love having your own children and they add so much to your life but you still miss a little bit of the freedom that you had yeah. when you were younger uh,
1: but I still I ended the poem because I still I never asked because mum was told that she couldn't have any more children right. so I presume so like maybe it was a huge shock having me so now I have, like a direct question like a direct at the end of at, at the start sorry and a direct question at the end yes. um, did you ever expect my footprints in the sand so um, but I thought but she did answer it, she went no so it's just a simple one-word answer, but I'd just like to summarise, I thought about, instead of like reading the whole poem just to get an idea, if anybody did, i have kind of take the first sentence and the last, i put you, mother of five, who I call mine. Mother, did you ever expect my footprints in the sand? Just grasp what the whole poem's about, the first and last sentence. Indeed, yeah. so you kind of link it structurally, yeah. you link it nicely at the end, it's a nice back summary. to the very beginning. Yeah. What, what title did you decide on eventually? Well, I'm, I'm planning to call it Expectations like it's not the expectations of my life but what the expectations of what mum had for hers yes. and how they might have changed Yes,
0: I wish you all the very best of luck in the competition thank you. Um, and uh, let us know how you get on oh, thank you yeah. Simon Thank you. okay that was Simon Rawlings talking about his poem you know it stands out that we've got so much talent in this school um, and it's great to hear people putting their ideas forward and being prepared to talk about what they've done uh, uh, in public and let other people hear their ideas as well um, I welcome anyone bringing any poetry or any writing of any kind to me, uh, and, uh, and sharing it with everybody. I think people, once they realize that there is such talent in this school and that people are proud on the talent they've got, then they'll be much more willing to come forward and say, I've got this. I want to share this with everybody. If you're a writer, if you've written prose or you've written poetry, whatever it is, then bring it to, to us and let us hear it. Uh, and we can all share it, uh, and people will be inspired by, by what you do. Um, email it to me or bring it to me in my room and uh, and we'll share it with everybody and let them hear what great great work you're all doing Um, okay now we're moving on we um, are going to have a GCSE revision guide for Simon Armitage's poem Kid um, which is another of the key poems for the uh, English literature exam which is coming up in May And as usual, it will help if you've got the poem in front of you, but don't worry too much if you haven't. I'm going to read the poem out for you. Okay, it goes like this. Batman, big shot. When you gave the order to grow up, then let me loose to wander Leeward freely through the wild blue yonder, as you like to say, or ditched me rather in the gutter. Well, I turned the corner. Now I've scotched that he was like a father to me, rumor. Sacked it. Blown the cover on that he-was-like-an-elder-brother story. Let the cat out on that caper with the married woman. How you took her downtown on expenses in the motor. Holy Robin Redbreast nest egg shocker. Holy roll me over in the clover. I'm not playing ball boy any longer, Batman. Now I've doffed that off-the-shoulder Sherwood Forest Green and Scarlet number for a pair of jeans and crewneck jumper. Now I'm taller, harder, stronger, older. Batman. It makes a marvellous picture, you, without a shadow, stewing over chicken giblets in the pressure cooker, next to nothing in the walk-in larder, punching the palm of your hand all winter. You, baby, now I'm the real Boy Wonder. Kid is a comic monologue, spoken by Robin, the Boy Wonder, sidekick to Batman, the Cape crusader of Gotham City, in the comic strip, the TV series and various feature films. The form of the poem matches its humour. Every line ends with the unstressed uh syllable leading naturally in the final line to the real boy wonder. Where the lines rhyme, as most of them do, either with half or full rhyme, it's called a double or feminine rhyme. As the similar line endings accumulate, the reader wonders how the poet will keep it up. On the page we can see this, but the poem is ideal for spoken performance as the listener tries to guess what is coming next. Perhaps when we finally hear boy wonder, we will not be totally surprised since mention of Batman may have put it into our heads. The rhythm accentuates the final word. It places a heavy stress on the last but one syllable, order, wonder, yonder, and so on, so we cannot miss the effect. Armitage imagines that Batman has separated from Robin, who has succeeded without him, and now gives away some of the hero's secrets, scotched the rumour, blown the cover, and let the cat out. Having spent his earlier years as Batman's shadow, Robin has succeeded on his own. While Batman is bored and barely able to fend for himself, there is no food in his outsized larder. As a poem that sends up the idea of Batman, it's a light-hearted and amusing poem. Perhaps here, Armitage is making a slightly more serious comment about heroes and icons generally, that they do not live up to their reputations while they depend on others for their continued success. There are many humorous features in the poem, uh, among which you will find examples of scandal or bad taste, such as the report of Batman's adventure with a married woman. There's also examples of puns, for example, caper, which suggests Batman and Robin's capes that they wear, and also Batman's nickname of the Caped Crusader, um, or the word association of "robbing Redbreast Nest Egg. Um... There's also use of parody in the poem, uh, such as using Batman's favourite adjective, holy, in extravagant noun phrases. There's also incongruity, things that don't quite um, go with each other, such as Robin using British slang. He says motor for Batmobile. We all know Batman and Robin are American, and it's very unlikely that he would use the word motor. um, But nevertheless, uh, he does uh, and it gives it a very British feel. And there's also naval jargon, um, words to do with sailing and the sea, such as "wander Leeward, and also referring to jeans and a crew neck jumper, another sailing term. There's self-ridicule in the poem as well. Um, there is mo- the mocking of the superhero outfit that Robin wore is the off-the-shoulder Sherwood Forest green and scarlet number um, so Robin is very aware of how ridiculous that he actually appeared and he's obviously very glad to, to get rid of those clothes and wear something a little bit more normal. Uh, and finally, a technique called bathos, um, something that is kind of meant to make us feel sorry for a person, but it's done in a very, very humorous way, so we don't actually feel sorry for them. The example in the poem being Batman's near-empty larder. Normally, we would uh, feel sorry for a person living alone, uh, with no food in the house, unable basically to look after himself. And yet here, it's got comic effect. It shows um, how ridiculous Batman has actually become. And it also shows how he used to rely on Robin to shop for food, uh, which obviously wasn't something mentioned in any of the original stories. You can hear from the opening line with the, the hard bus sound, Batman big shot there's a real bitterness and anger coming through in the tone of voice Uh, when you gave the order to grow up then let me loose to wander leeward freely through the wild blue yonder as you like to say Uh, robin clearly feels that batman has been presenting it as something other than it actually was Um, the idea that batman had said to robin i am going to cut you loose so that you can go and experience the world for yourself the way robin sees it obviously is ditched me he feels that he was ditched left behind left in the gutter in fact and he feels quite proud of the fact that he's turned the corner he says that i've scotched that he was like a father to me rumor almost like robin was set out to destroy the idea of batman and robin batman being the fatherly figure to the younger robin um blown it into the water he says i've sacked it i've blown the cover on that he was like an elder brother story and also then he says, I've let the cat out on that caper with the married woman. How you took a downtown on expenses in the motor. He reveals a different side to the story that Batman was actually on the make, that he was going with this woman uh, taking the car on expenses um, and therefore was slightly less than the perfect um, superhero than uh, than we all expect. Um, there is also the kind of imagined... Um, headlines, the tabloid-style headlines that uh, use puns um, and poke fun at the kind of language that Batman came out with in the TV series. A holy robin rest nest-egg shocker. You can imagine um, such a headline appearing in a tabloid uh, had Batman been caught by some journalist with this married woman in the motor downtown. Holy roll-me-over-in-the-clother being another example. He says... Robin, I'm not playing ball boy any longer. Batman, now I've doffed that off-the-shoulder Sherwood Forest green and scarlet number for a pair of jeans and crew neck jumper. I've become normal. I'm not the superhero that I was, but I feel better now that I'm on my own. I can stand on my own two feet. He says now I'm taller, harder, stronger, older. Uh, in contrast, his obvious obvious success with Batman's decline, he says, it makes a marvelous picture. You without a shadow, stewing a nice pun, stewing over chicken giblets in the pressure cooker, uh, next to nothing in the walk-in larder, punching the palm of your hand all winter. A gesture that Batman of the TV series, and this is it. You have to understand that this is the Batman of the TV series, not of the the later films from the nineteen nineties onwards. Um, in the TV series, Batman was always seen walking around, punching his the palm of his hand, um, and the gesture it continues to be made, And even now that Batman is old and retired and on his own. And the last line is a kind of triumph, he says, you baby, now I'm the real boy wonder, I'm the success, I'm the one that's made it, you are just old and alone and you have a pointless existence, but I, I'm a success. Uh, And there's a real sense of celebration uh, at the end of the poem. Okay, that's about it for this episode of the Radio Griffin English podcast. Uh, There will be more in a week or so. Um, For now, this is Mr Webster saying goodbye. Bye.